Reflections with Canon Philip Gray. May the words that I speak and the words that you hear be in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The celebration of the great saints Peter and Paul together goes back to at least the 4th century, possibly even earlier. In the first English prayer books, Peter was celebrated alone on this day, as Paul already had his day on the feast of his conversion in January. However, in line with most modern thinking, we celebrate the two great saints together, according to ancient practice this morning. Though it's probably right for these reasons that we focus primarily today on Peter. Peter is clearly the dominant figure amongst all the apostles. In art and iconography, he is usually either pictured with keys, reflecting today's gospel, or with the cock that crowed to signal his threefold denial prior to his threefold restitution. Peter constantly recurs in the Gospels as the pivotal apostle. And in the most intimate scenes, he appears to be a member of Jesus' closest circle with James and John, the sons of Zebedee. This is particularly apparent, for example, in the Transfiguration story. However, the influence more broadly of St Peter and St Paul upon the New Testament is vital. The Acts of the Apostles focuses upon the mission of these two great saints, firstly on Peter and then latterly on the exploits of Paul. The majority of the letters in the New Testament are from the hand of St Paul, or in some cases probably his school. We have two also from St Peter, and these are filled with Old Testament quotations showing that the new way has succeeded the old religion. Peter and Paul were both hotheads in different ways. For St Paul, his Damascus Road conversion comes amidst his hot pursuit of Christ's followers, determined to do away with them. Peter too is an enthusiast whose impulsivity often gets him into troubled waters. The denials before the cock crows are the most memorable and obvious. As one biblical writer says, his name means rock, but in the New Testament, his better nickname would be Rocky. However we understand today's gospel, and much has been made of it in terms of ecclesiastical power, Jesus is entrusting to Peter and the band of the apostles an authority to bind and to loose. The church is given authority here to express God's forgiveness or not, as the case may be. It is an awesome responsibility to be exercised with great prayer, care and discretion. Peter is a former fisherman, called from his trade to fish for people. After Christ's death and resurrection, he takes his place as leader, and that leadership is expressed by his many speeches given in Acts. 
The two symbols of Peter encapsulate so much that is true of our humanity, our lives and our faith. The cock which crows symbolises not only the failure and denial of Peter, but our own experiences of the same. The emotions which swirl around those experiences, and the liberation and release which is found in the same potential of our forgiveness. The keys which open the door of a believer's heart, who felt they cannot be loved because of who they are and what they've done. The key of St Peter's heart and life was opened by Christ's forgiveness of him upon the beach. It opened his heart to the love which burned within him and transformed him into the apostolic leader. The same forgiveness turns the locks in our hearts, opening them too to the love of God so that we may also fulfil all the potential and trust which God has placed in each one of us. As Jesus boldly tells Peter on that early morning beach walk, Follow me. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Daily Reflection Podcast. If you would like to listen to more episodes, they will be available on your usual podcast platform. Alternatively, all the podcasts and live streams, uh, services and reflections can be found on the St. Margaret's Ilkley website, stmargaretsilkley.org.